This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. We knew this day was coming, and by now you may have heard about this story. On Saturday, it was reported by numerous Catholic outlets that Bishop Strickland was getting an official visit by the Vatican, not for a job well done for his performance in Los Angeles. For that, he would get a call to visit Rome to meet with Francis in a more sane world. No, Bishop Strickland had an apostolic visitation on Saturday. An apostolic visitation is when one or more bishops visits a religious order, a seminary, or a diocese in an official investigative capacity on behalf of the Pope. Apostolic visitations are rarely done for good reasons. In recent years, apostolic visitations have preceded the closing down of houses of religious orders, the suppression of religious orders, and the seizing of their assets, and the punishing of good bishops by at least in some cases removing them from their offices and not reassigning them to new dioceses, as was the case in Puerto Rico a couple of years ago. Now, Bishop Strickland of Tyler, Texas, who might be the best bishop in the U.S. in terms of his willingness to stand up for the faith, to take unpopular positions and speak truth to power in the name of our blessed Lord, has received an apostolic visitation this past Saturday. Pillar Catholic reports on a late-breaking story Sunday morning that the reason for the apostolic visitation is nothing really to be concerned about, that it had nothing to do with Bishop Strickland's tweets and social media behavior and his criticisms of Francis, but had to do with his personnel management. As the story tells us, he had a usually high level of turnover in his uh, financial offices and among some other administrative personnel. If you believe that, I got some beachfront property here in Oklahoma to sell you. The timing is suspicious to say the least. Now, it may be true that it is purely about administrative details. After all, the Pillar Catholic article does tell us that they spent several days quietly grilling the staff of the diocese, of the Chancery Office. And it could be purely administrative, but the timing is suspicious, this happening right after Bishop Strickland goes to Los Angeles to participate in the big event down there, and also <laughs> about a month or so after he told people to follow Jesus, and basically not Francis, when he repudiates Francis's attacks on the deposit of the faith. But that is the official story, that the visitation was all about administrative matters. But I want to give you some context. The setup for this visitation has been brewing in the church since May, at the very least, if not longer. Back in May, Bishop Strickland told the faithful to follow Jesus and not Francis. Let's turn to a pro-Francis article for the details of that so you understand how we got here. Christopher Lamb is a high-profile Catholic journalist who usually writes for the tablet, which is sort of a UK equivalent of America Magazine or the National Catholic Reporter. And the tablet used to be one of the great papers in the church. Here he's writing for Sacred Heart University's college paper, and I'm not sure why he chose to say this in a college paper instead of at the Tablet or America or someplace like that, but here he accuses Bishop Strickland of being a schismatic, and this article went all over the place when it was published back in May. We often see the Vatican operate this way, by the way, by using media voices among the laity to first warn a bishop that they've crossed a line, and now Bishop Strickland may be the textbook example of this. Headline from Sacred Heart University. Strickland, U.S. Bishop's Social Media Sows Division. 
The context for the article is why Francis's new document on social media was necessary, which itself contains some veiled references to Vigano, Schneider, and Strickland without ever naming them specifically, but it was obvious that's who Francis was talking about. But here's the warning Bishop Strickland was given publicly in May of this year, likely a month before he learned of the visitation formally. Quote, The German church's synodal path has sparked plenty of talk about a possible schism or even a second reformation. But while plenty of criticisms can be made of der synodal way, a potentially more severe threat to unity is looming in Texas. Joseph Strickland, the Bishop of Tyler in Texas, recently told his almost 116,000 followers on Twitter that although he believes Pope Francis is the Pope, he rejects Francis's quote, program of undermining the deposit of faith. He added, follow Jesus, with the implication being that somehow the Pope isn't. Bishop Strickland's tweet was an attempt to distance himself from Patrick Coffin, a hard-right podcaster who rejects Francis's election as the successor of Peter. Coffin had arranged for Bishop Strickland to send a message to an online summit, and the bishop wanted to clarify his position. The Texan prelate has in the past endorsed social media content, attacking the Pope, and has tweeted that Cardinal Arthur Roach, the Holy See's top liturgy official, should, quote, return to the Catholic faith. For a bishop, or any Catholic, this is dangerous territory. The Church's catechism makes it plain that the Pope is the, quote, visible source and foundation of unity, both of the bishops and of the whole company of the faithful, and defines schism as, quote, the refusal of submission to the Roman pontiff, or of communion with the members of the Church subject to him, <laughs> end quote. That's them formally accusing him of being in schism. Now, Mr. Lamb is right about one thing. The Pope is supposed to be the visible sign of unity for the Church. When a Pope undermines the faith and acts as a revolutionary in the Church by openly subverting what the faith has always taught, that undermines unity more than anything any individual bishop could possibly say. But Strickland's words and his history of being a friend to faithful Catholics and especially to, tra to traditionalists has had consequences for him. So let's get to what's happening to Strickland here from LifeSite News headline. Breaking, Bishop Joseph Strickland gets apostolic visitation from the Vatican. The subject of the visit is unknown, but it's speculated to concern various public statements that some Vatican officials consider imprudent. The article cites one report saying that two retired bishops, possibly Bishop Gerald Frederick Kikanus and Auxiliary Bishop Dennis Joseph Sullivan, have been in the diocese questioning employees for the past week. This somehow didn't get leaked to the media before Saturday, which is impressive to say the least. The article goes over the various stances Strickland has taken that would get him in trouble with Rome, though it doesn't mention his words about Roach and Francis. The bishop has taken on Catholic politicians who publicly oppose the moral teachings of the faith and who use their positions of authority to cause both great harm to people as well as causing scandal for the faithful by their reception of the Eucharist. Bishop Strickland has taken on James Martin for his evil program of shredding Catholic morality and has accused Francis of undermining the deposit of the faith. Now remember, while this goes on, while a bishop faithfully defends the faith from the enemies of the church, both inside the church and outside, and he does so as an agent of peace, he does this by doing this using peaceful means, we get the following. We get this from one of the cardinals running the Synod on Synodality. So we do not speak about the church's teaching. That is not our task and not our mission. 
That was Cardinal Hollerich telling us that the church doesn't speak about the deposit of the faith here, that the point of the synod on synodality isn't the deposit of the faith, but dialogue. That tells you everything you need to know about the state of the church right now. So here's a clip of John Henry Weston at the Coalition of Canceled Priests Conference this past weekend, giving us the instructions we need. Our job is to pray for Bishop Strickland and to get the word out that we need to pray for him. We need to pray tonight for Bishop Strickland and for sanity in the church because they're attacking the number one bishop in America. In fact, there's few bishops in the entire world that are more courageous, more faithful, and more in love with Jesus Christ than Bishop Strickland. Terry Barber, whom you know because he works with these two fine fellows, and I'm very proud to call him a friend of mine, he works with Bishop Strickland all the time. And he will tell you how incredibly faithful this bishop is, how incredibly humble this bishop is. This bishop tells him, Terry, talking to a layman, Terry, if I make a mistake on air, correct me on the air. Don't wait till after the show. Because he's a humble man. He's an incredible leader. It was such an honor to be there, to be in the procession with him. More than that, even to hear him pray those prayers of exorcism over us and over, over all of LA, over all of America during that procession. We need to fight for our father. This is America's bishop. We must stand. And as Jesse said, we're going to fight like Catholics. So first and foremost, we're going to fight on our knees and we're going to take out our weapon of choice, the Most Holy Rosary. And we're going to let Bishop Strickland know that we love him. If you know of any orders of nuns, monks, now this evening is your time to call them up and beg them for their prayers. Because that is the weapon. The holy priests in this room, please offer your masses for Bishop Strickland. Because this is the power that we actually have. Doug. I am from Tyler, Texas now. I was invited to move down there from Lincoln, Nebraska four years ago by Bishop Strickland. He's the type of bishop that is ready to move on things to defend and protect. I had given a, what I used to call battle-ready rallies, and I was at, the, at a parish down there in Tyler. And I gave this talk, and a number of people went to the bishop afterwards and were talking about some problems they had in their school and some other areas of the diocese. And so they decided to get me on a phone call with the bishop. I was on this conference call with the bishop, and in the conference call, I gave him this, this kind of scenario. I said, Bishop, Bastogne was surrounded in World War II, and Patton went to Eisenhower and said, let me loose, let me in there. I'll be there within three days. I'll save the U.S. troops that are in there. We'll turn the tide. I said, Bishop Strickland, let me in your diocese. Let me loose. And let's turn the tide. That was my personal way of saying, I would love to come to your diocese and work with you and work within that area. And within seconds, he said, how fast can you be here? <laughs> he is the type of bishop that when he sees a problem, will move on it. And that is exactly right. 
Bishop Strickland went to Los Angeles to lead the protest of the faithful against the servants of Satan, who mock our Lord and Our Lady and do so in some of the grossest ways imaginable. He stood publicly against the institutionally supported mockery of the faith when no other bishop in America would and when the Vatican remained silent about it. He went to that very high-profile public event, knowing full well that he had, in just a few short days, a meeting with at least two bishops sent by Rome, in an official capacity that is only done these days to punish bishops and religious orders for stepping out of line. Again, we know why he got that visitation. He said we must follow Christ, not Francis. He dared speak out against the work of this wicked alleged pontificate in Rome. He stood up for the traditions of the faith. He stood up for the truth. And for his trouble, he's getting the hammer dropped on him by Rome. What will happen to him is anyone's guess, but it doesn't look good. And we will follow this story here at Return to Tradition for you as it develops. But please, today, when you offer your rosary, do so for Bishop Strickland. Offer your rosary for him all week if you can. And even better, if you are able, if you can offer it for him daily until this storm passes, that would be possibly the best thing to do. But I'm curious what you think about this story. So please... Let me know in the comments what you think of this, and like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help, so just sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein, Ave Maria.